0: So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. Okay, got a five star review from D. Harrington972 on Real Estate Rockstar. She says, amazing podcast. A realtor friend of mine recommended an episode and I'm hooked. I love the content and useful insights into the world of real estate. Thank you, D. Harrington972. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to four 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 nine nine nine. That's toolbox to four 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 nine nine nine. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox.
1: What's up, Rockstar Nation? My name is Ian Lobos, and I'm filling in for Pat Hyman today. On today's show, you're going to want to listen to the absolute very end. I've got an amazing high-end Celebrity-focused realtor from LA, you know, obviously where most of the celebrities are. Yower Charlie is on the show today. Hi, everyone. He, he's going to be talking about everything he's got going on, from LA real estate to his new show called Listing Impossible on CNBC. So I'm going to let him describe the rest of all the good stuff he's got going on. Yower Charlie, <laughs> welcome to Real Estate Rock Stars. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. It's our pleasure. So, let's just kind of get going on your background. So, you are you came to LA kind of seeking an acting career. Where were you right. from originally? Right. So, I grew up in San
2: Francisco, but my family okay. is uh is from India and Pakistan. And so, just a little quick kind of cliff notes version on my my life and my family. So, uh, I, my grandfather was a very famous actor in Bollywood and uh, in fact did the, one of the first talking films and was a comedian and they called him the Charlie Chaplin of India. And so when he became famous, my grandfather gave all the kids, the last name on the birth certificates, grandparents had 12 kids, the last name is Charlie. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's how I got my last name. And both my parents are actors, my mother, father, brother, sister, um, all, all in South Asia. And then so I was raised in the States and got my master's in fine arts and acting and, and toured quite a bit and wanted to take a, a break from from the stage and come and do some TV and film. And so I started doing that in Los Angeles. And from that, I, I kind of organically when you know, sort of took the money, saved it. Instead of going to Europe to find myself, I decided right. to actually buy a house. and uh, once i did that i found that i was really interested in the process and you know quite frankly when you're when you're an actor and in a competitive market like los angeles um, and most people may not even know this but you'll go in and there'll be literally 20 people who look just like you and that had never happened to me before outside of the la market i was very unique i knew that i was going to get a part i knew exactly what i was going to do and then when I came to LA, all of that kind of got turned on its head. And so it was good. I worked. Um, you know, I did everything from shows like Heroes to General Hospital. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, very, it was very, very cool. Um, but then when I got into real estate, I, like I said, I bought my first house. It was not the most pleasant of experiences of cool. uh, my field. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so note, note to, to people out there, make sure you do your research before you buy a house. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of thought, you know, let me, let me learn more about this. And I got into it. And then I started to like, slowly set up deals for friends and family, completely on the side, kind of giving you know couch advice. And uh, my partner at the time was like, you know, you should consider doing something like this. And I was like, you know, I, I think I'd like to. And it would, I thought it was going to be a, like a supplemental field to the acting. I thought that was definitely the case. And then within the first nine months, I was the top new agent at my Sotheby's office. And so nice. the real estate took over and that was, you know, a dozen years ago. And so, before you knew it, it's like this blossomed into this wonderful career. And I, I sort of took that the entertainment background that I had and the contacts that I had in my social sphere, and built that into a career. And that's kind of where I'm at today.
1: Got it. Now we always love to ask on the show the important details about how much you sell, how much you make, listing, you know, volume, how you get your your listings and your buyers. So. Can we go over that real quick? What was your volume last year? How many sales you have? Of course. So I'm going to tell you a little little fun fact. Um, and
2: so first of all, I'm, I'm absolutely not going to tell you how much I make in case the IRS is watching. Not right. that I have, of course. But I will tell you this. So it's, it's a real blessing. So about three and a half, four years ago, I joined Aaron Kerman Partners. And we are the top sales team in California. And the numbers just came out. The numbers don't lie. We are number 10 in the country ranked by the Wall Street Journal with sales of almost $530 million. Wow. And so I have been fortunate enough to participate in this market and work in this market and, you know, I'm proud to say that I'm able to contribute to that bottom line. And our team sales have grown every year. And it's really, really exciting. And from that, the president of our team, Aaron Kerman, was approached to do a show for CNBC to kind of really talk about what our team does and kind of what our niche in the luxury market is, and that led us to listing impossible, which will be hitting the airways this fall.
1: So let's talk about the team before we get to listing impossible. What does the team look like to sell five hundred million dollars worth of real estate in LA? It doesn't doesn't it doesn't seem that difficult considering <laughs> you know twenty million dollar houses, but there also are like we were talking about earlier. You've got some San Pedro houses at probably five to 700,000.
2: Right, exactly. So let me, let me, let me, let me say this. It's not easy at all. Right. You know, right. We're in a very competitive market and I don't care if that means you are in a market where your medium price point or your high end price point is $500,000 and you do 40 transactions a year right. or where your median transaction is $4 million and you do three deals a year. It's it's hard to get the listing. It's hard to keep the listing. It's hard to sell the listing. And you need to be focused. You need to be on your game. You need to have the proper training. And so for us, what is really wonderful about the I've always I've always loved being on a team. I'm I'm a very collaborative person. Sure. And um, I learned very early on in my career that you know I'd rather be a dolphin swimming with a pack than a shark dying alone. You know. And so yeah, I like that. I, I really felt that that's that's also the longevity of my career. You know, I wanted to be able to really uh, have a long career, a sustainable career, and something that I work with people that I really appreciate and and are on the same page with in a lot of ways. Sure. And that really happened with with uh, Aaron Kerman Partners and at Compass in Beverly Hills, which is our broker. And so, you know, it's not easy, but we're lucky enough that we have a lot of tools that a lot of people teams don't have so we're in the conversation for huge houses in fact you know my math might be a little bit off but i would say out of the nine of the top 15 top price point listings in los angeles we they're either our listings or we're co-listed on them Uh, the most expensive property in the country right now is listed by
1: our team so is that the thirty thousand square foot bel air 30
2: the the the, well it was the billion dollar property Yeah, yeah yeah but it's been reduced to a very affordable $650,000. So just break out that checkbook any day, but no, it's, it's kind of an amazing property, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but you know, but like my book of business isn't necessarily always that, you know, I do everything from $450,000 condos to $15 million homes. And right. that's the nice thing about my book sure. uh, because, you know, as much as, you know, the glamor listings are the ones that get the press yeah you have your everyday listings and you're changing lives every day for people who have been saving for that house and it's their first home yeah. and love doing that. Um, I actually specialize in first-time home buyers, which is kind of nice. And um, I started to branch out my sphere. What was what's been great about my career for the 12 years I've been doing it is that I haven't had to overly advertise. I haven't had to, to go out of my pocket because it's word of mouth, it's reputation, and I'm sure you know this in your sure. as anywhere else. Um, it's really about the reputation that you build and, and the community that you foster, and that will grow your business.
1: I want to go back before we talk about your book of business. I want to talk about, you talked about a couple tools that your team has that are pretty exclusive. Can you describe those?
2: Sure, without giving away too many trade secrets. Yeah, sure, um, sure. Yeah. Know, we have a marketing infrastructure beca- because we have such a long history. Aaron's been doing real estate for you know 25 years and has always been, you know. there's sort of like that, you know, there's high-end agents like myself right. and then there's like a level of mega agents <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a, you know, that are selling, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and get that 30, 40, 50 million dollar listing. Right. And so I looked at my career and it was going well and it was on a great trajectory. And what I wanted to do was hook my wagon to one of those mega agents who's energetically wise and work ethic wise yeah. click. And Aaron was that for me. And you know what we've been able to do is we have a stellar, stellar marketing team, a stellar PR team, and a really great track record. So when I go into a listing appointment, you know I have the power of the team behind me. We probably have about like fifty people on the team, and now all of these people are sort of varying levels of production. But what's nice is that I can go in there with a listing book and a press book that's you know this thick. Yeah, and these are proven results. I'm not you know pulling this out of the air. I'm not fabricating any of this a, a p- potential seller can look at this and say, wow, this is what they did last year. Can they do this for me? And I'm able to show them step-by-step step how we're able to do that.
1: Love that. So we talk about, you know, it's something that I think about a lot and I kind of want to get your take on it. You mentioned earlier that you are a team player and you just kind of didn't want to do it on your own. And, and before we started the interview, we were talking about LA and ego and, and, and how you, You know, how do you figure out who you are within how you have to play, especially in a market like that? Uh, What were your thought processes on, you know, not doing it on your own and kind of taming that piece of you that said, like, I can probably do this on my own. I've got a book of business. I can make this work. What made you want to be a part of something bigger? Because I know there's a lot of agents listening to this right now that may be on their own and they're saying to themselves, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Or could I be giving my skills and talent in a more in a more purposeful manner to a bigger to a bigger group yeah you know doing less and making more maybe sure listen for for everybody it is a
2: very individual decision and it depends on energetically like who you click with you know what i'm saying not all teams are forever um i've had partnerships where i've been with someone for you know eight years and we decided to part ways because it just our dynamic wasn't working anymore that way um, I think on a team, you have to decide what your goals are. You have to to, to make a list. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a really big advocate on you know, making a list about what, is, what works, what doesn't work, what are the pros, what are the cons. What do they get? What do they benefit uh, sure. by having you on there? Don't ever sell yourself short. Right. What do you benefit from being with them? make sure things are in writing make sure if someone promises you x y and z that you actually get it that's the big thing about you know teams and groups in general people can promise you the world and this goes with brokers as well if you don't get it it doesn't mean anything if that doesn't affect your bottom line it doesn't mean anything and so for me how i've always approached my work on a team especially with what we're doing with um what i do with akp is that it's a blessing i know what the advantages of akp are And uh, I use those to supplement what it is that I bring to the table. So I'm not reliant on AKP for business. AKP gets me through the door. Um, AKP fosters my growth. And being on a team should do that for each and every individual agent. You know, sometimes for people, it's all about the dollars and cents. They're like, well, wait, why am I going to share X amount of dollars? For me, I have to look at the bigger picture. And I wanted a certain level in my career, and it, it made sense. Uh, I wanted to be in the conversation for certain types of properties, and it made sense in my career to be able to associate with myself with someone who I could learn from, grow from, and be in an environment where I was I was uh, set up for success.
1: And so I would uh, say,
2: okay, anybody is looking for a team, don't just join one because you know you think like, ooh, they're the biggest, or ooh. Right. They're you know, make sure that that it works for you and you figure out, take a little bit of time and figure out what your goals in real estate are before you do that. Because not great. really well prepared, said. You know, yeah, well said.
0: Tribe of Millionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book and it's just been published co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires, and I guarantee you it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. it's team tober here at rebus university and we're running a special for real estate rockstar nation this special is going to save you 90 percent on your team's real estate training and the cool thing is as a team leader you don't got to do nothing just put your team to work on this incredible training here's how it works this week it's the five alive course Buy Chantel Ray's Five Alive course. Chantel Ray has a guaranteed salary at her brokerage of $75,000 per year per agent. Like, guaranteed, if they don't make that in sales, she gives it to them in cash. How can she do this? Well, she puts them through an intense program to guarantee that they all make 75 Gs or more. Many of them are making two hundred grand or more this year. And you can learn everything about this system and how to apply it to your agents and your team by taking Chantel ray's five alive course only available at rebus university now the cool part is you buy this course this week i'll give you nine for free yeah i'm going to give you a 90 discount if you basically have 10 of them and you give them to all of your team members that way you're not just taking it but all your team members are taking it and you can talk about it at the company meetings and you could talk about it every day or every week if you want to about what the progress is and what everybody is learning of course when you buy these they're good forever so if you don't take them simultaneously you could take them over time but i recommend you take them all simultaneously you plus nine other members of your team it's simple you buy one you get nine free this week only go to hybendigital.com backslash teams that's hybendigital.com slash teams
1: so are you you mentioned sphere-based but what are your other sources of business are you taking team leads are you you're co-listing with other people what's what's your biggest source of business and what's the split how many buyers and how many listings are you doing
2: You know, it's sort of ironic, and I always make this joke, that um, my real estate career sort of mirrored my acting career um, when I was acting full-time, meaning that, you know, when I was on the road, like, I would sometimes do 10 musicals a year and five plays, and then the next year would be 10 plays and two musicals. You never know. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just a boy who can't say no. So if something comes my way and I can do it and I can serve my client well, be it a buyer or a, a listing, I, I, I will do my best to do it. And I'm also very communicative when sure. I can't. So, you know, for me, I, I think as, as with any realtor, because it can be, you know, there, there's very few professions. Or you affect your income one hundred percent. It's not for someone who ha- who has to go. I need that check at the end of the week because that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned early in my career. You know, I was like I said, I was fortunate enough to do really well my first my first uh, year out of the gate. But one of those things was learning that six figures of income that you're counting on at the end of the month can go poof, gone. Right. As something goes wrong. And it's completely out of your control. It's not about you. There's nothing you can do to fix it, but that can be devastating emotionally. So it's a lot of things, you know, when you get into this field about going, okay, this is how I have to plan my finances. This is how I have to plan my book. This is how I have to plan, you know, things moving forward. And, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, going back to something you and I had sort of talked about a little bit off the air, which was it's very important for you to be your authentic self. It's very important for people yeah. to know who you are, what you bring to the table, what makes you me different than you. You can, you know, rock a hat and tattoos on your arm. You got that job it doesn't look so great on me and I'm okay with that. But there're skills that I can do that fit my needs. And so it's about making those shine. It's about making, bringing those to the forefront. So for me, what I did was I really said, okay, I'm a very social person. I uh, am very kind, I'm aware, I'm generous, I'm intelligent. Those are kind of, you know, I'm creative. And so I said, that th- those things are my secret sauce, right? That's what makes Yower Yower. So uh, I put it out there. I put it out there to my friends. I put it out there to my friends' friends not in an aggressive, you know, here's my card, come buy a house for me, but it was very organic. And then I already knew that like, you know, when someone was going to work with me, they were going to like me because I was going to do my best. I was going to be all of those things that I just mentioned. And because of that, hopefully they would tell a friend and they would tell a friend and so on. And my, my, you know, I, what's great now, 12 years into this career is that I can go into a party uh, of friends and acquaintances and go, Hmm out of the 20 people here, I probably sold at least 12 of them homes. You know, that. And yeah. that's, and, but it's important to also grow beyond your sphere. It's important to go, okay, I, well, I sold more condos in West Hollywood than anyone else in 2012. How can I, uh, I remember thinking this going, okay, awesome year. How can I translate this into more business? And to people who don't know me, but, and so that kind of went into sort of my marketing and my outreach and my farming and my prospecting, but it was the same qualities that I brought to the, the um, any conversation that I was having. I just needed I to figure that. out how to distill that to a larger public.
1: How did you reach out to your friends and then their friends in a very authentic and organic way?
2: <laughs> well, a couple of different ways so uh, as cheesy as this. Um, and it's funny because Aaron gives me such a hard time. He's like, babe, can we please cancel that ad? Um, but I've had it for 12 years, which is there's a very, very, very popular car wash in in West Hollywood. And I needed people to know that I was doing real estate that I knew just sort of casually and socially because a lot of people thought of me as not, you know, thought of me as the, the sure. actor or whatever. And so I took out this car wash ad um, and I've had it for... Almost thirteen years now wow. <laughs> and it's completely subliminal marketing
1: was the, is it a billboard is it just in the
2: no i'm not I'm vain, not that vain, but like uh, it, this is a you know when you you go to the car wash and there's like certain ads there and you can take their business cards oh yeah, yeah yeah, so I was like, I got a pretty face, I got a headshot, I should do this, and I did <laughs> and what it did for me was inevitably, and to this day, twelve years later, granted the mm-hmm. photos have changed. By the way, as a side note to all of the realtors watching, if you have a black and white headshot, the nineteen nineties called, and they want their headshot back, <laughs> they, they like you. This is not, you know, season one of Drag Race. Please don't have so much Vaseline on the lens that you can't see you. Photoshop is your friend. shot, a- yeah, a you know, please just be you. So anyway, my point is (laughs) I had this this ad and it was that it was the most hilarious thing because people would call me and say, oh my God, I didn't know you were doing real estate. Like what happened? And so it was just completely subliminal. I wasn't even looking for new people. I was looking for people who knew who I was already to just say, hey, or text me or take... I literally to this day I will get a photo once every two weeks saying saw so you at the car wash and a little fo- like a cute like <laughs> or whatever or hey your business cards are out and and people say oh well how much business did you get from that maybe a deal uh, of people I didn't know maybe yep. one deal maybe two but the second one was such a pain I'd like to forget that one even occurred so let's say I'm one sure. but, but the point was. Not necessarily about generating business, but, but to subliminally just put out there that Yower has made a career change. And then, you know, I, I'm i very good on social media. It's Important for me to not overtly, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I have, my, my Instagram is a blend of my life, my friends, my social activity and real estate. And I, I like to show people that I'm not just, come by this house, come see this house, here are photos.
1: Right. They're
2: very interactive with a lot of other things. So you My
1: run Facebook. your Instagram page as a business page or just as a personal page? As a personal business hybrid
2: page. Got it. So there's nothing on there that I would be uh, ashamed of a client to see. If you yep. went on there, you were like, this is a really well-balanced person with super
1: attractive. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a lot. <laughs> so. Talk- Talk about that a little bit more because of the, of the agents listening, you know, I've seen agents, Instagram pages and Facebook pages, and I'm like, I'm blown away. I cannot believe that they would put some of this stuff on there for potential clients to see. And you're, right. you are a public figure in a, in a certain sense. And you kind of have to have, I have that same philosophy with my social media. I only post four things, myself as a person, as a businessman, love, and my, my family. Right. And that's it. And if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Now there's real estate stuff on there and come see this open house. But what would you give as a, as a, uh, as a tip to somebody who needs to reinvent themselves right now in terms of they need to get a little bit more business and they need to change their, they need to change how the world views them on social media. So how do you make changes?
2: Well, it's very interesting because it, it's, a, you know, even from when I started real estate till now, uh, social media marketing has changed the way people market themselves.
1: Right, right.
2: And you know, I, I'm not looking for you know. There are I have friends that five hundred thousand followers, two million dollar two million followers, and they have been able to monetize that, right? Sure. But they're not in the field that I'm in. Right. Um, they are doing you know product endorsements, or they're doing swimsuit <laughs> endorsements, or all these other things. So uh, that's not who I am. That's not what I need this for. And I would tell people that sometimes people use social media for self-validation. Sure. And for like to feel good or get that affirmation or because they're feeling lonely or they, you know, just need an ego stroke, whatever the case may be. I remember telling someone once, actually a, a, a publicist, a really wonderful publicist. I said, look, here's the deal. I'm not trying to be JLo, Someone's got that job. I am simply looking to build my business. So look at my Insta, go through it. I, I will do nothing personally. Uh, if there's any shots that you feel are inappropriate, take them off. Like, take them off. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? This is strictly about the business. So what I would tell somebody who is looking to kind of curate their page or look for business, be very careful because you don't want to be a thirst trap. Um, I had someone once tell me who who was a, a social media expert, sc- really like did a forensic on my on my posts and pulled up a particular photo that I was kind of proud of because I was, you know, I, we had been working out. It was Thanksgiving. I was in these custom speedos that a designer had made me with my four friends in Miami, and he goes, "There's something that I would like from the person in this photo, but a house is not one of them." And I was like, <laughs> "Fair enough." I got enough, like I said, I have enough friends. Myself seems really good. I don't need, I don't, like, I'm, you know, it's, I don't need a thirst trap. So it right. went. And so I would tell people, you want to curate your page to get a client to see who you are. What makes you different? Um, what are your interests? You know, if you like French food, put up photos of some really wonderful food. If you like art. You know, go to a museum, take that, take, put up a photo of something that moves you. If it's music, if it's your kids, if it's baking, if it's what, you know, travel, whatever it is that show that you are a balanced person, not some real estate robot, because the reality right. people are like, all they have, someone wants to find a house. This is what they have to do, babe. They don't need you. They can go. Five, still,
1: 50 like, agents in a minute.
2: Realtor. You know, they don't need you. But if I see a page of someone who has a cool listing and, and some interesting photo, like I'll start to scroll on their page. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then without even thinking about it, I'll go, what a cool house. Click. Click. You yep. got that click, right? You got that, that moment of interest. So you got to, in my opinion, you have to show people who you are. You have to really get like, you know, curate your page so it's a balance And if you are selling a house, if you are in a professional field, as much as you want to take the, Oh my God, I just turned 40 and look really good photos, which I fully support and encourage people to do. Please think twice before you post that on your page, because it, you know, I I know realtors who, uh, you know, do certain photos. And I'm always like, like, what are you selling here? I think I know what you're selling, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, not, that's not what you're trying to do. Right. Um, and so I would say be very careful about it. You know, I try not to go down the political route too much. Big one.
1: It's you know, a really so big one.
2: My, my page is not vanilla by any means. And if you go to my Facebook page, it's, it's a little bit more interactive with, with more photos because you can do that versus Instagram. Instagram is a very particular al- algorithm to it. You know, post videos that you like, like i like to change it up. You know, they're, so like if we're having a rough political news night i'll post a really touching animal video like that gets me right before i go to bed i'm like you know hey sending you off balance your page give people some information include some cool real estate facts like i love if i find a cool neighborhood or something you know on curb that talks about you know really interesting like hot pocket of homes or hot pocket of neighborhoods i've never heard of before Post it, talk about it, start a conversation online. You know, do those types of things. Make your page different than everybody else.
1: I love that.
0: Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Rieke, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math, it's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10 hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 Ninety-seven dollars a month. All these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining dot com. Futureofrealestatetraining dot com. Check it out, Rockstar Nation. It is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December. So I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about My OutDesk. If you haven't heard of My OutDesk, basically, they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants, I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect, thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week. We're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled scaling your business with virtual professionals so you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything it's called scaling your business with virtual professionals and you can get it real easy all you got to do is text the word hyben h-i-b-a-n to 3199 that's h-i-b-a-n to 3199 6 and download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my outdesk.
1: So I want to talk about there's, there's so many things we can talk about before we get to listing impossible. I want to know what celebrities you've worked with, if you can share, because I think people always like to know that. And then I want to talk to you about work-life balance. I know in my life with a uh, kid and, and marriage and, 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 a, and a real estate business and, P, and, and all these people that count on you, your employees, your agents, your clients, your family, how do you keep a work-life balance? And how do you keep yourself balanced? through personal development?
2: Wow. There's there's so many pitfalls in that question. <laughs> advice that you give and then you don't take your own advice. Um, so what I would say, well, first of all, about the whole celebrity thing, I can never sell and tell. I can't do that. Got it. Hey, really, listen, I got to ask. We have these really cool thing called NDAs and that yeah. I mean, I've saved on my desktop. We use so yeah. much. So.
0: <laughs> Otherwise,
2: I would, but I'll give you some hints. Let's see what's a fun hint that I can give you. I mean, look, you can do a Google search, and you will find, yeah. my, and you, will find you know, I, like I just sold something to one of the ex, like I, I follow footballs, not at all. So, like, I sold to a major ex-NFL player recently. Um, there's a particular reality show with a family of girls that I might have sold a few things to over the years. A couple Academy Award winners, some Grammy Award winners, you name it. I've kind of done it reality, lots of reality people. And what's cool is they're just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, super uh, simple. The thing is, Because I've been it's sort of funny when I was when I was acting full time. I, I people always talked about I can always tell when I was busy because people would talk about TV shows like people said, oh my God, what did you think of friends? And I'm like, I've never seen the show. They're like, how is that possible? Right. And I said, I was always in rehearsal. Like I I had class and then I was in rehearsal. I just, I didn't watch a lot of TV, which is funny for someone who's an actor. And then after that, when I got into real estate and I got, was like obsessed and working all the time. um, People were like, Oh my God, did you see, you know, so-and-so I'm like, "Mm, no. And then so-and-so ended up being a client. And so I would be walking around with them and we'd be talking about like, Oh, you have a Yorkie. I have a Yorkie. Oh. And we just got chit chatting and other agents would be like, Oh my God. Like, are you freaking out right now that that's your client? I'm like, why? Just a human. I love her show. I'm like, mm, I don't watch it. Sorry, I, you know. And I, I mean, I, and I and when someone says to me, like, if a client says, "Oh, do you did you see my movie?" i was like, you know what? I really didn't. I'm so bad at that. I apologize. But I can sell you a house, really good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, right. <laughs> like a person, and they just want to be chill. Like, I don't want anything from them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I'm, I don't need an autograph. I don't need this. Again, I don't need a selfie. I have enough friends. My self-esteem is cool. So I'm the kind of agent that celebrities like to work with. And I do this for all my clients, by the way. And I would encourage what I'm about to say for all realtors to do. I'm going to share a, a trade secret with you, which is, I say this to every friend that I've ever worked with, which is when we first sit down to talk about a house, I say, listen, I know we are friends, but what I'm about to tell you, I want you to hold through the whole transaction. Everything that we share is confidential. Anything that you, because I will know about your finances. I will know about the ups and downs of your finances. I will know about your credit score. I will know about, you know, a a lot of things about you. And just know that everything we talk about is confidential. And when you tell people that it puts them at ease, even though they're like, "Oh well, I I would assume that already," it's important no. to say that. And I, I say that because you know when you work with celebrities and business managers, that goes without saying because you have to sign a piece of right. paper to do that. But you should extend that courtesy to all clients. So that's the sort of celebrity kind of portion of your question. What I do to keep myself balanced, and and this ha- le- actually led to sort of my. My kind of success in real estate. I'm a very social person. I love to go out. I love to interact. I love to socialize, and so that's where a lot of my business came from. As I get older, that becomes more and more challenging. You know, I've been I've been married for we've been together for ten years, married for five, and I got married in a very public uh, forum. I got married on TV on the Grammy Awards, so it was kind of like this big splash and this big thing. And you know, but but we're very sort of private. People um, and I've learned to sure. to try to find that work life balance. Um, and you know, my partner travels for work, so you know when I'm home alone, I'm obsessed with work. But when they're here, I really try to maintain a normal life. And what what do I mean by normal? We have dinner together. The phone gets put put away during that time. I'm still like I'm still available. Like you know, I'm because I'm obsessive about what I do, so I'm not going to sit here and lie saying. I don't return any phone calls after 7 p.m. No, because a lot of my clients or my friends right, right. at midnight Be like, help. You know, I try not to answer them. Right. But, you know, there are times where you have to do what you got to do. My, but, but you gotta have to make sure that as a realtor, you, uh, because we work for ourselves, if, because we can work 24-7, it's important to figure out work-life balance, whatever that looks like to you. Um, for me, it's really important to to meditate because I've got the kind of mind that spins all the time, and we're in an industry where at any moment there could be disaster. <laughs> which at any moment something could fall out of escrow. At any moment, there's you know, uh, like I was joking around with a few people that I was mentoring who just had we we had really tough transactions, and I kept saying, "This is not what it's normally like. I promise, this is not what it's normally like." Right. But, you know, you have to roll with the punches and sometimes stuff happens. But it's important to to try to leave that at the door when you're home. It's important to recharge your batteries. So I really like visualization. I really like meditation when I can. I don't do it every day. But I try to give myself that time of just peace to, to let it go. Yeah. And recharge.
1: Love that. Any books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, obviously, besides this one? Obviously, this one. Also, you know. I- Seminars. You know, there's, there's a few different things. Um, I
2: work with a business coach that I really, really love. And from those sessions, because it's like, a, it's a business coach, but it's it's a very spiritually interactive as well. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> those types of things are very important to me. And um, Would you
1: recommend that type of coach to an agent? Everybody's different. You yeah. Know,
2: everybody's different. Every coach is not for everybody. Um, I've right. been to sort of... You know, even when I was acting, you know, I had a director once that said, you know, every once in a while, you just need a kick in the ass. You just need like a an energy jolt. So I like going to sort of those big group real estate sessions, like if it's within company or if it's a business coach that, that I appreciate, I will not buy their books. I will not buy their all the stuff that goes with it. But I think it's important to get that kind of communal energy, like, we can conquer the world. This kicks ass. I think we all are once in a while, but on an ongoing basis, I think it's really important for people to have some kind of education, to have some kind of coaching. You can, thanks to the internet, you can, you know, there are, there are many, many top coaches that you can listen to for free. Cause again, this isn't cheap. Get, you know, it's easy for me to say in a luxury market where I sell $50 million a year to say, oh, you should totally get a business coach. You know, you spend a (laughs) lot But that does, not everyone can afford that, you know? So, and it's okay. There's a lot of free stuff out there. So you have, like, I I dig spiritual stuff. I dig visualization stuff. I really like meditative type uh, work where you can, because again, in our field, in our business, it can cause a lot of anxiety if you don't know where your next deal is coming from or if you have a lot of deals and you're like whoa how am i going to handle the volume of all this exactly. so it's important to figure out what works for you for what works for me is important to have a coach what works for me is important to work on a team where there's accountability you know it's it's important to like if you make a list of something if you if you have bullet points if you have goals even if it's a new agent and both of you are like hey we're both broke and we we can't afford to do this have accountability with each other you know get on youtube Google some of the top agents and, you know, a top, um, coaches, they have webinars, they have, they have older, um, sessions that are online. Look at them, talk about them, say, okay, um, we don't, you don't have any business. I don't have any business. What, what, what are our skills? What neighbor, na- what neighborhoods do we live in? You know, like I'm not a door knocker. I will be the first person to say that I hate it. It creeps me out. It freaks me out. I don't want it. Right. But, but, what, I, what I've done is that because I have had, a, a, you know, a, a nice career for a nice amount of time and because I'm, you know, a West Hollywood sunset strip specialist. And for those of you who don't know LA, it's a, it's a pretty high end, you know, section of town. I told, I, I kind of have a couple of mentees and, and associates. And I said, you know, we're sort of like a little mini, I call them Yower's killer team. It's like this little mini group under, under Aaron's team. And I said, you guys, uh, I've sold dozens and dozens and dozens of properties in, within the zip code. Let's put together a killer flyer along with my mission statement. And oh, by the way, I'm a commissioner for the city. I can get us into, you know, not because I'm a commissioner, but because of my sales, I can get us into certain right. things. To not go in there. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the marketing materials. You've got my numbers behind you. I've got Aaron's numbers behind me. Like you... Right. you this is an amazing situation. Let's get some listings together. You know what I mean? So come up with creative, ways to make it happen, you know, and make sure that if you mentor, if, if you decide like, Hey, I need a mentor, sit down and talk to people. Do not sign up with the first person that comes your way. Make sure that whoever you're talking to you're energetically on the same page. They have your best interests at heart and they have the time for you and understand what their responsibilities are to you and what they are not. I've had plenty of people who asked, you know, were like, hey, will you mentor me? And I was like, you know, I can see this happening. Sure, let's take it on, on a test run. But they were super needy and super like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I'm not, you don't work for me. Yeah, I, I'm working with you. Um, and, and I need you to, to do a lot of these things you're asking for me on your own. And I will help, I will shepherd you through this process. So it's important to work with someone that gives you what you
1: need and that they get what they need from you. It's a great point. What do you, we need to talk about listing impossible.
2: Okay.
1: I just have, I have so many other questions for you. We just, I'm just trying to watch the time. Let's talk about listing impossible. Let's get yeah. that. Let's get that moving. So we can leave that to the how, end. how did we can, all right, we'll, we'll leave it to the end. All right. So what do you think the future holds? I mean, you're in a very high end, very high dollar market, but what do you think the future holds for real estate agents?
2: Well, listen, uh, technology has changed all of our fields, not just yeah. real estate. But, you know, w- you know, we, we, again, not to get political, but we talk about certain manufacturing jobs going away because of automation. Sure. There, uh, a correlation can be made for real estate. I mean, how many of you filters out there who, are, who used to have a lot of buyers suddenly feel like, wait, I'm, I'm not getting the response from my buyers used to you know why because they don't need you anymore because they know right. as soon as something comes on they know when you know you know and fair. sometimes they it's totally true like, i have agents i have buy thank god i have a g- good loyal client base but i have buyers all the time saying hey yauer can we see this and i'm like oh geez i should have sent that to them you know but but they right. found it first because of technology because of websites and and auto alerts and things like that so it's important to know that that is there. It's important. That's what you have to know your market. Know when something mm-hmm. comes on. When you wake up in the morning as part of your routine, and I, listen, people, like, it's. I think it's hilarious when I'm on a panel or I, I I go, you know, and talk to other really, you know, top producers who are like, I get up at 5 a.m. and I read four newspapers and I do this and that, and then it gets to me and I'm like, uh, I feel like such a slacker. I said, I'm a person of color. <laughs> Don't come talk to me before 9 a.m. I got nothing for you. If you're my client, please don't call me before 9. Because uh, I will not call you. I will not pick up the phone. You know, in and, and that morning, that is your time. Like for me, I, I you know, I have my cup of tea. I do a little bit of a meditation. And then I like, you know, I'll, I'll get online and I'll, I'll read through stuff. It may be real estate. It may not be real estate. But I incorporate then into, I wonder what came on the market today in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. in I work, look, look to see what is sold. Look to see what's active. Look to see what fell out. Look to see what got reduced. Know your market. And when you do that, then you kind of become sort of an expert in that area. And that way you're, and and look at your list, write things down. You know, some people are spreadsheet people. Some people are, you know, phones, you know, alert people. Um, I have a big red book (laughs) and I bought many of them over the years. I like writing stuff down. You know, and I Me like, too. I like looking at, I like looking at the list going, Oh, geez. You know, and I go back or I'll go back a couple yeah. days and I'm Like, did I do all this? Oh, I forgot this. You know, I'll go back. Um, and so you got to figure out what works for you, but in an ever changing market, and especially because of technology, you must be on top of your game. And because if you are not, I guarantee you someone else will. And we all have loyal clients till we don't. So it's really important to oh something else that's very important to do and again you there's a couple ways to do this and one costs absolutely no money make a list of your past clients call some of them just to say hi shoot a text hey yeah. thinking about you hope you're well i'm horrible at this and i've this year i've made a commitment to try to get better and i've gotten better remember when people bought their house yes yeah. a little note happy anniversary babe congratulations because think about it there's what other industry is it that i mean other than a doctor who maybe cures you of some illness what other profession do you work so intimately with someone for such a short period of time and it's so intense and then and then, and then it's gone. yeah i haven't heard from my realtor in five years and then you know what happens they make more friends you yep. Else they meet who shock is a realtor, and then guess what happens? When they go to sell that house, do they call you? No. Because they no. made a new friend, And right. it's happened. It's happened
1: to me a I lot. I think it's happened to all of us. It's happened to all of us, but it's an yep. important thing to learn. No, that's a very, very, very good point. And with that, I want to talk about fear. So, you know, you project yourself as a super confident guy. However, we all deal with fear. What's that look like for you? How do you counter it? How do you, how do you reframe it? How do you get on with your day? Well, you
2: know, one of, as I spoke to earlier, one of sort of my like I am's or my qualities, I'm creative. Being creative gives you an imagination. Right. So it's easy to spiral into panic and spiral into dark thoughts and spiral into stress. I had a, a spiritual coach once who said something to me that I've never heard, which is he said, sometimes we get off on bad thoughts. We get off on like panicky things. And no one ever told me that. No one ever phrased it that way for me before. And I said, well, what are you supposed to do? Cause I, oh, my, my, what I kind of always try to do is that when those thoughts enter my mind, like, oh my God, I have nothing in escrow. I'm, I'm panicking. No, 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 no. I want to take that. Take a deep breath and release that panic, right? What this coach or this energy person told me once was that acknowledge it, thank it.
1: Yep, that's a great
2: point. And then let it go. And I said, thank it? Why am I going to thank it? And she said, because it made you feel a certain way. You know, you got that rush. And you could say, oh, I got that like panicked rush and it kind of got my heart going for a second and then let it go because you want to leave space in your existence space in your heart for the good to come your way. Right. Those times where I've had a, I've had moments where, you know, I've closed a bunch of deals all at once and then there's, you know, you're so busy that you're like, Holy crap. Oh wait, I was so busy. I didn't have time to prospect. Yep. Oh, what am I going to do now? I'm like, Oh my God, it's over. (laughs) And suddenly, boom, 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 boom. And right. it was because I said, Yower, it's okay. This is a slow time. Are you working your ass off? Yes. Are you doing those things that you need to do? Yes. Why don't you take this time, you know, when you have a down moment, talk, think about marketing. Think about planting seeds. Think about some spiritual stuff to get you back on track. What, again, and this is whatever works for you as a person. Some people, it's physical fitness. Some people, it's travel. Some people, it's art. Some people, it's knee-deep into coaching and training to hone their skill set because they lost listing appointments. Yeah. Uh, whatever, that is, whatever it is that, that recharges you, do that during your downtime. Don't look at your downtime as, holy crap, I have nothing going on because you always have something going on in our field. And that may be like if you look at your calendar and there's nothing on there, guess what? What a great opportunity to sit down, with your old book and said, have I, have I talked to Joe lately? Oh my God, did they have a kid? I should send them a note. You know what I mean? Just sit there and go, go somewhere else. Like go to the beach, go to like a great rooftop. You don't have to spend any money for these things and just take some time and think, think and, 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 and without the stress, just take a deep breath and let go of the stress and go, okay, how can I make this a productive day? And it doesn't have to be traditional. It doesn't have to be, you know, locked to a desk and making random cold calls. You know, each of us who have been doing this for a while, we have have people that we can reach out to say hello, say hello, and don't have an agenda behind it. Because again, which goes back to the first thing I told you, when you are your authentic self, people want to interact with you. You know what I mean? Be the best you that you can be. And that, that means balance. And that means an overall state of wellness.
1: I love that. Absolutely love that. So, what's your biggest source of pain in the business right now? Ooh, wow. Okay, so
2: this is an interesting lesson that I have also had to learn recently. And this was my biggest source of pain most recently, which is I had some clients who, you know, look, I have a degree in psychology. And I have a, I have a, a bachelor's uh, in psychology and a master's in fine arts. And I always joke like those skills did not go to waste because right. in our profession, I'm a therapist. I have to be on. So I'm an actor. I have to have, you know, morals and values, which, you know, which is who I am as a person. So all of those skills kind of get wrapped up in your everyday. And so I'm very good with difficult clients. And again, like I don't care if it's a $400,000 condo or a, you know, a $40 million house, I've got some news for you. It's the yep. same amount of work. Trust me, yep. I both, and it's the same amount of work. More lawyers and numbers involved, but, you know, for the most part, essentially, it's the same thing. So, you know, I had these clients who were, I could have brought them the Taj Mahal, and they would not have been happy. They were just unhappy people, fundamentally, who they were. And in business, you don't often get the choice of who to work with, right? You're just like, I'm thankful for the job. I'm thankful for the opportunity, which I was 100%. I was thankful for the opportunity to try to sell their home. And I I did the best I could. I worked my ass off. Um, But anything I did was never enough. Um, Even though I knew that anything that I was doing was 10 times more than the other two agents who came before me, right? And... It was just a drain on my spirit because I'm a sensitive, energetic person. And so it was, I found that it was affecting the rest of my book of business. All this intense energy that I was putting into this one client. I call them energy vampires. They just take yep. and take and take and take. Suck. And so at some point, I was like, I remember the day I just said, I've had enough. Had enough. Suddenly, I feel like one of those chicks on a Lifetime TV movie. I've had enough snapped, you know? And so I said to them, I had a meeting and they were, they were very much on brand. (laughs) And I said to them, listen, and mind you, this was not a small deal. This is, this was uh, almost $5 million. So I said to them, I wanted to talk to you because I've been thinking about our interactions over the last few months and your expectations and what I feel our unrealistic demands and I want to let you know that I've decided to let you out of your listing agreement early because I feel like it's important for you to work price your property and your energy and I am sorry to tell you I am not that person I did my best and I think it's time that I set you up for success with someone more along the lines of what you feel like you need
1: yeah love that
2: and which was a super nice way of saying you're fired, right? And you know what happened? They were like, "Oh my God, no, 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 no!" And then they gave us a price reduction. They were still, in, and I again, I tried to fire them twice, and it didn't, it didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work. And then I, I you know, against my better judgment, when they gave us the price reduction, I thought, well, saw some light, yeah. Perhaps you know what I mean, because you know again as realtors, as as anyone watching and as you know, you're I was into this property comfortably, comfortably for like ten to fifteen grand, easy. Oh wow! With wow. ads, uh, we did we, we had to pay for staging, which I never do on at to this level, parties, and you know trying to get people. Out. I mean, it was you know, and again, it's an LA luxury market, so sure. that's the you know, a total side note, which maybe is another show. But when you take on a listing, make sure that you have a budget. Make sure you realize what's what things are going to cost. And the higher the price point of the house, the higher the price point of the marketing. So even though someone dangles, you know, a ten million dollar house in front of you, if you can't sell that ten million dollar house, and that ten million dollar house is only worth five, know that you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on that property to get your name out there and hope to find the needle in the haystack. But that's a whole yeah, thing. yeah, but. Anyway, so our listing agreement with these clients ended and it was a tumultuous end. It was not friendly. And I literally, and I I don't say this just any way to equate myself to someone who, who truly has, you know, PTSD, but I had, I went from that to another difficult transaction and I felt like physically, like when, when normal problems happened, I felt that, that anxiety that I felt with these old clients because I was still letting go of their bad energy. I was still yes. letting go of yes. their experience. And, um, you know, to this day, it, like when I think about them, I know I, 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 I'm a positive person. I have nothing but negative feelings towards them. So it's important in business to, when you can't, and not, you can't do this every time, I, work with what I call as your people. Work with people who you feel morally, ethically are on the same page as so important you can't always do that and when you can't you just accept like okay just need to get through this and i'll be okay but given the choice and i'm fortunate enough to um be in a place where i i do have that choice um, most of the time where i can say and i just did that actually again and it was it was an eight and a half million dollars thing they know to not not easy but i was like this isn't worth it this this house is not worth it and if I take this on, you will be disappointed that I can't get you what you need. And yeah. I can't get you what you need because it's not worth it. And so he said, Well, I want to work with someone who believes in the house. And I said, I believe in the house. I just believe in it at a different <laughs> price point.
1: You for know? a lower price. Yeah, yeah, for a lower price. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we have that out here. And, and I've, I've looked at enough LA listings to know that there are many agents that take a listing just like here in Baltimore and all over the country. They take the listing to get the sign in the ground. They're taking pictures with their cell phone. I've done that. I've done that. I mean, I, you know, I was looking, and I think we've all done that. In a, at a $10 million listing that you have to stage for $40,000, and like there's a lot, it's a lot bigger, but that piece of advice you're giving of, if you're going to take a listing, no matter how big, crazy, cheap it is, be prepared to spend the money yeah. on the right way to serve your client, To market the house. What I'm actually shocked at, and you probably see this in LA, I see this in in PV with rental listings that are like 12,000 a month. It's three cell phone pictures and it's on the clips and it's 12,000 a month. And I'm like, do the, do the owners not care? I don't know.
2: And it was, you know, it's interesting because I go back and forth about this with myself and I, I don't know the answer yet. I haven't quite arrived at to what I feel is correct. There are so many horrible realtors out there. So yeah. many bad ones. Yeah, if you're one of those people, and I don't. I will watch my language. I, I don't. I don't care what the price point is. Right. Take professional photos. Don't. Right. Don't. Don't uh, disrespect yourself, your name, your reputation, your listing. Your. Agree. By taking your phone and and go. You know. Uh, no. Get a professional to do it. Make it look right gotta do the staging this is a competitive market you don't and again i don't care where you live i don't care the price point but when i see stuff like that terrible I, like first thing out of my mouth is how the f did this person get this listing i know and part of me wants to reach out to that seller this is the part that yes part of me wants to reach out to that seller and say listen i am not trying to solicit you yeah not trying to talk poorly about your agent but you, sir, ma'am, entity, are being deserved by the person that you have hired. Your pictures—I would not bring my client to your house. Right, and your property will sit on the market because your photos and marketing are horrible. Yep. If you decide to make a change, here's my information. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, is that? I but you know what I'll do? I'll and, and whether sometimes people appreciate this or not, I don't know. If I see something that's truly, truly offensive, I'll call the agent and I'll say, you know, it's one thing like when, when something goes up on the MLS. I mean, you know, I would never do this, but sometimes agents will put one photo up. Yeah. When something goes on the MLS for the one day and they'll say photos on, you know, forthcoming, I would never do that. But let's say you did that. If you don't have photos within the next 24 to 48 hours, you're screwed because people have looked at that house and if there's one a photo well, they're like oh, what's wrong with this place you know what right. I mean and then the agents forget or I'll see stuff that's been on there 20 days with two horrible photos I'm like but what, what is this like who are you right now so I don't know we'll see maybe, maybe I will have gotten to the end of my rope and then start reaching out to all <laughs> of when you crack one day so it's a tip to anybody watching if you're in a market and you see horrible photos send examples of what you do
1: I call the agent and I'll, if a client's interested and they'll say, Hey, I um, just wanted to know, when do you have professional photos going up? My clients are very interested and they'll say, those are the professional. I go, Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. And my client may not be interested in seeing this Thank you. Right. Right. And that's, and that's it. And I've had, I've had people who I passed on the listing and they've called me after they've listed with someone because the price point just wasn't right. And they've listed and they called me and said, Hey, I just want your advice. And I'll say to them, look, I, I just want you to go back and look, this is your home. Why don't you look at the house I listed next door Why you called me and compare? Because right. I can't do anything now. You're listed with someone else. So why don't you just compare what your house looks like to the house next door? And then you can make your decisions. Right. And I found that to be helpful because you want to be helpful to the public. And you don't want to step on other agents' toes for sure. You don't want to have a bad reputation, but it is it's disheartening when I see things, especially in that high-end market, where you're like, "Wow, you didn't even take good cell phone pictures. They're just, they're just like this, you know." <laughs> so, we gotta wrap up. We've been All right. we've been yammering for an hour. So let's talk about you, Mister Listing Impossible. Do it. Let's talk about the show so what what is listing impossible what how did you get it uh actually i think we talked about it a little bit but i want you to re go over it or um, um reiterate sure. so so listing
2: impossible is a new show that's forthcoming on cnbc and uh it we hope and think that it'll be out in the early fall um would love to come back on your show and talk more about it later when i have all the fun to do it show. but it, essentially in a nutshell uh is that this is one of CNBC's first real estate shows. CNBC is a business network, which is really exciting for me to be on. And the show follows our team. Now we're a very large team, but the, the, the primary cast is about seven or eight people. And um, we go into homes that are problematic, uh, meaning they've been sitting on the market, uh, haven't sold, could be overpriced, aging, maybe need, you know, moderate construction, or there's a story behind it. Um, divorce, death, some, something that has caused the property to languish. And sure. so we come in, rebrand, we market, retool, we and then we launch the property, and with hopes, obviously, to sell it. What's great about this show and what makes it different than other real estate shows is that CNBC is a business network, so it's a business show. So the viewer really gets sort of the brass tacks of what it takes to sell in the Los Angeles luxury market. Yeah. And- you know, and then they can kind of see like, Oh, I, I get that. I had to do that with my house. You know, all of the lessons are applicable to your neighborhood, your home, your market. And um, it's a very organic show. It, it's not, um, you know, there are certain real estate shows that are not scripted that are unscripted <laughs> that are real estate agent oriented and there's drama and flipping of tables and throwing of things and yelling and screaming and, um, this is this is not that show. It's it's really a business network show, and you really get to see kind of what we do day to day. And it's 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 exciting, and I'm very honored to be on it. And I love it. I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you guys have already filmed, right? Yeah, we, we have filmed. Okay. We wrapped, mm-hmm. and uh, we were. You know, it's it seems like we're going to have a fall launch, but I'll be able to Got see it. more.
1: Okay. Well, we'll have to keep up on, on Instagram, yeah. and we'll we'll let the audience know. Well, this has been fun, man. It's been Thank really you. fun. Thank you. Thank yeah, I've enjoyed hanging with you and learning a ton of stuff. So, yeah, I think you've given us a lot of good stuff, and we're looking forward to seeing Listening Impossible in probably the fall.
2: Probably the fall. And like I said, invite me back. I'm going to talk all about it, and I'll be able to tell you more.
1: I think but, it'll be fun.
2: So, yeah. And in the meantime, like seriously, if if anybody, if any of your viewers have questions or any of that, you can follow me at Yower Charlie, which is Y-A-W-A-R-C-H-A-R-L-I-E on Instagram, LinkedIn, my Facebook is Yower Charlie website, all of that good stuff. So
1: love it. Yower Charlie, this has been fantastic. Really enjoyed having you on. Thanks for being on Real Estate Rockstars and we will definitely catch up with you after that show launches. All right. Thank you.